Aunt Testament is good. They are so good. They give us an idea, an understanding of what God is about. Um, so as we enter into communion, I was thinking about it a bit. For me, that's pretty hard work, but I was thinking. And God took me to 1 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25, and this is King James' translation. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. The question came to me, how do we remember Jesus? Do we simply come to communion once a week, partake of the emblems, done and dusted? Do we listen to the message which often talks about the sacrifice that Jesus has made over the years? Floggings, the loss of blood, his death, but then, oh God, the resurrection. Eternal life, one-on-one contact with the Lord God himself. We often hear that message, don't we? And while I'm thinking about it, and again it was hard work, the Lord took me to John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these he shall do, because I go unto my Father. I'm thinking, God, what are you telling me? What's the story here? And I can't help but feel that God is saying we need to expand the way we remember him. We need to spread it beyond the confines that we've placed it within. To break the barriers off. I believe he's saying to me in particular, but I guess to all of us, that to do the things that Jesus did is very much a way to remember him. When you're doing what God did, how could you possibly forget him? So if you're preaching the word, if you're witnessing, if you're praying for people, if you're driving out demons, cleansing the leprosy and all the things that go with it, if you're doing all the things that Jesus did, there's no way you can forget him. No way. But I can't help but feel that the greatest of all the things that Jesus did was to love us to love us beyond what we can expect, beyond what we deserve. He set an example that we are to follow, to aim to achieve. Being mere human, I don't know that we can achieve it, 
but it has to be our goal. God has said, Jesus has said, remember me. Remember me. So as we take communion today, as we partake of the emblem, you remember Jesus as how you see fit, as how it is best for you. But contemplate the words I say in your quiet time. Think about what the Lord is really calling you to. He's calling you to a oneness within him, a remembrance of him. If you don't remember him, how can you be at one with him? Let's pray. Great and glorious God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We glorify your name. We thank you that you are the King of kings. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you did give your life for us. That you took our sins. You healed our bodies. That you raised us up from the dead, O oh God, and gave us a one-on-one -on -one connection with the Lord God himself. You have given us eternal life. You have given us, O oh God, your inheritance or part thereof. And we thank you for that. And Lord, as we come together today to partake of the, the elements, may you bless each one, the bread and the cup. May you bless them, O oh God, and as they are taken, May the participants feel the power enter into their bodies, oh God. That after this communion, there will be a change. People will feel different. They will acknowledge your power and your sovereignty. They will acknowledge their love and the remembrance for you. So, Lord, we give you thanks and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. So the emblems at the tables on either side. Right? Multiple lines, if you wouldn't. There are two or three, so don't just stand there one after the other. Multiple lines. Uh, just come back and um, take your time as you take the emblems. Remember Jesus as you see fit. Thank you. God bless you.
Good morning, everybody. Morning. Hey. Thank you for your um, patience. We we do have more chairs. We didn't get a time to put more chairs out. We understand also there's a couple of spots, one through there and one through there. Christoph, I can see you through the gap between the pipe and the pole. There are a couple of couple of dead chairs, in a sense, dead spots where you can't see here. We understand that. But we've got more chairs. We'll put more chairs out the back and we'll fix that for next week. But thank you for your patience with everything. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, as has already been said, the kids meet the, the youth and kids hub is off limits at the moment. It's not safe for everybody. But uh, Kingdom Kids is, is on today <clears throat> and they'll go out through past the sound desk and through the lounge. Uh, Linda and helpers are on today. So um, maybe if we can get the helpers just to stand up and gather there and, and help the kids through there. Um, if you want all the information about what's happening different groups, the different outreaches, the different ministries, please grab a copy of the bulletin, check it on Facebook. Um, we send out weekly emails. We've even got a church app. There's all kinds of ways that you can check out. You know, we're not, we're not just about gathering people. We're about raising people up. We sleep, we're, just, we're about seeing people go out. And, you know, Matt and the team do a fantastic job, for, as an example, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, feeding, you know, up to 200 people or so a week, feeding the homeless, ministering Jesus to them. We have people who pray for people. We see, um, you know, uh, people healed of things, whether that's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional. You know, we have people that love the Word of God and love to open up the Word of God and share the Word of God with each other. There's so many ways, and we just want to encourage you to use the gifts that God has given you. Hands up who's got a gift that God has given them. Okay, that means it, that actually should be that everyone has their hand raised. Because the Word of God clearly says, and we don't go by feelings or thoughts, we go by the Word of God. Amen. It says that everyone is gifted and everyone is graced and everyone has a purpose. Amen. So hands up who's gifted in God. Oh, that's, we're still not getting every hand up. What's going on? Um. Just a reminder that we're keeping the um, the hot the hot drinks and the food to the hard areas. We don't want to see um, food and stuff on the carpets or on the chairs. So please, parents, um, if we can help you with the kids with that, that'll be awesome. Um, we we just want to also. Um, Carly was baptized yesterday. Where is she? Come down here, Carly. Isn't it good that we get to give one of these away every week? Anyone here today need Jesus? You'll get a, this is your gift from us to you. We bless you. Father, we thank you for Carly. God, we pray that she would just continue to grow, to know you more and more and more. God, that she would meet every need, every desire, everything that's in her, God, that she would encounter you and experience you, God, more and more. Father, we thank you that your grace is sufficient for, for her and in her journey, God, that you are everything that she needs. So, Father, we want to thank you 
Father, for what you're doing in her life. We thank you for the work of your spirit in her and we bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. And there's one last, um, there's one last thing that we need to do before the kids go out because um, we want to give Katie as much time as possible to speak. And we know Katie likes to... I pulled rank on her yesterday because I said, oh, I'm your big brother because I'm older. In this new season in the life of Restoration Centre and what God's doing in and through us, amongst us and all that kind of stuff, um, we want to, you know, it's time to see more and more people raised up because there's so many gifts, there's so much anointing, there's so much that God is doing in that. And so... We want to pray this morning for um, Guy and Rosaline. Oh, there he is. We want to, uh, we want to pray. We, so we want to get those two up. We want to get Matt and Tammy up. And we want to get Tom and Alita up. Please. All three couples. Don't take two hours to get here. That'd be awesome. So these three couples are, you know, taking more leadership in the church, in the day-to-day things, for Tom and Alita with the youth and the family ministry. Um, for Matt and Tammy, it's not just about the, the outreach ministries, but, you know, Matt is increasingly um, growing in God and he has a heart to, to minister and to, you know, pastorally just get alongside and encourage people. You know, so we want to recognize these three couples today because our role's beginning to change a little bit. You know, um, it's been really busy the last 12 months or so. And, and for us, we just want to get back to getting amongst people, prophesying over them, speaking into their lives, raising people up, fathering people, releasing people, and not getting caught up in some of the busyness of stuff. So these three couples are but one of many people here that have an amazing part to play. Um, in showing leadership amongst us as well. So, but we just want to acknowledge these three couples today. Did, did you want to, since we have a prophet in the house, do you want to pray too? And the core team and spiritual council members, you want to kind of get behind them. We just want to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. You know, the funny thing is, sorry, I, I'm going to preach just for one minute. The story of Elijah and of, that I've referred to, how he went into the cave. Elijah was a mighty man of God. You know, he prophesied it wouldn't rain, it didn't rain. He said it's going to rain, it rained. He, he, you know, he raised someone from the dead. He stood on Mount Carmel and he saw the, you know, the 400 prophets of Baal defeated. He was an amazing man of God. And yet when he confronted Jezebel, which was such a spiritual stronghold in that nation, he fled to the cave. But the interesting thing is that when he came out of the cave, he anointed two new kings and a prophet. And he made this statement. He said, well, sorry, so this is um, Old Testament language. So it's a little bit different. Whatever this man doesn't, or whatever this um, man, or whoever this man doesn't kill, the next one will. And whoever that king doesn't kill, Elisha will. 
Now we know that the battle then was physical. And we actually have to remember there's a battle, there's a fresh battle going on in Israel right now. And so God, we stand from the corners of the earth. We speak peace into Israel. We declare that you are their protector. But at the same time, we speak Jesus because they need Jesus just like we need Jesus. And God, we believe that in the midst that you are their protector. But Lord, we declare salvation over that nation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Anyway, so in in a similar way, you know, because the battle's not physical anymore, it's spiritual. That what one person doesn't accomplish, the next person will accomplish. And what that person doesn't accomplish, the next one will accomplish. Amen. And I just, I couldn't help but think today, here we have three couples being set apart in a new season in God. And what one doesn't accomplish, the next one will accomplish. And what that one doesn't accomplish, the next one will accomplish. Is there an amen? This is body ministry. This is, this is new covenant Christianity where everyone has a part to play. So we just want to anoint you and pray over you. And Katie might have something else. But I just want to anoint you for this new season in God. And I do declare that His grace is sufficient. It's not by might. It's not by power. Oh, oh. It's by Spirit. It's the Spirit of God within you. He is your all-sufficient one. And I declare a blessing over you today. I bless you that you would prosper and that you would increase and that you would overflow. Oh. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of this couple. Mm. their ability to stand throughout the seasons and we recognize that and we anoint them God for a fresh season we anoint you for a fresh season in God oh oh anything of the past oh any disappointments are completely gone as Katie said yesterday is a new chapter there's a new chapter when we speak that over you in Jesus name that the fullness of the gifts that are placed in you will come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And the things that are deep down in you, oh, the working of the rivers of God's will begin to flow through you in Jesus' name. The fullness of the gift and the calling I call forth in Jesus' name. As Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God within you. I lay hands on you today. And I declare that over you, Tom, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This is but the beginning. Oh, we thank you, God, for the prophetic. We thank you, God, for the fire. We thank you, God, for the authority that this couple carry in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I felt like the Lord say that it wasn't a coincidence that you're being set apart and released today. 
and it's because you will carry his breath in a new way. So you will breathe life into those areas that the Lord is calling you into. You will speak life and hope and liberty. Each of you actually has freedom marked on you, but you will deliver it in a different way or a different flavour. And I saw a threefold rope as well as a like three rivers running together. So each flow is different and each avenue the Lord's calling, raising you up into is different. But all together you will deliver life and freedom and liberty. And I also felt that there were some restraints or constraints and I felt the Lord wanted me to speak a breaking of those in the opening of the new chapter. So, Lord, I thank you that every chain, every restraint, every constraint is broken now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for freedom. I speak freedom, 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 freedom. Thank you, Lord, that your breath, that they will walk in your breath. Lord, I thank you that they will carry your breath. I thank you that they will speak life to the, the Lord says you will speak hope to the hopeless. You are to decree out of your mouth. You are to decree out of your mouth. Speak with boldness. Decree hope with boldness. You will serve. You will release hope through your hand, but you are now to speak it with your mouth, the Lord says. Speak with your mouth the words of hope. Speak with your mouth words of freedom. The Lord says that you are to speak the word of God with power. The Lord is releasing to a new level of boldness to speak the word with power. The Lord says that you have seen him work in areas of faith. Now you are to speak boldly in faith for things to come to pass. The Lord says, do you believe that what you speak, that I am the God of the impossible? Do you believe it? In your new chapter, you will see what is impossible come to be possible by the words spoken of life in Jesus' name. The Lord says that you will speak life, you will call out destiny, you will call out destiny, you will raise up youth, you will call out destiny not only to individuals but to the region, you will call out destiny over regions and in the future you will call out destiny over nations but the Lord is saying that you will speak destiny, you will speak life into regions, into the very ground, the Lord says, into the very ground, speak words of life, speak words of life, prophesy what I speak to you, prophesy what I speak to you in Jesus' name, prophesy life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I love these three couples. Support them as you've, as you've supported us over the up to seven years, <laughs> please support them, pray for them, as I know you do, and keep supporting and praying for one another for the purposes of God to be fulfilled. Amen? Amen. Bless them. You know, le leadership, no. leadership is not easy sometimes. So um, supporting and praying for them is really important. So Joy is sharing from Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. It says, The glory of this latter uh, temple should be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace says the Lord of hosts. God, we want to thank you for your peace. 
We want to thank you for your increasing presence. God, we just look to you because, yes, we need the true manifestation of your glory. This city, this region from Agnes Water to, to, to the Barham River, from the beaches of Bagara to Gainda. God, we need a true manifestation of your glory. It is only you, God. It's only you. We don't want programs. We don't want to just keep doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff, God. It's your presence and it's your glory. We want people to encounter you, who you truly are. We want to love them. Yes, but we want to see, we need to see your power, God, unleashed in this city and this region, oh God, that people would be set free as Aidan's already prophesied, that the captives would be set free, that the chains would break, that the blind would be um, healed, that the deaf would hear and the lame would walk in Jesus' name. And that people would come walking and leaping and praising God, saying, look what the Lord has done. He has done great things. Hope. God, glorify your name. God, glorify your name. And the people said, Amen. The kids have gone, have they? Wow. Okay, sorry. Lost that. Let's welcome Katie. For those of you that don't know, Katie's family to us. She's kind of been up every year for the last five years, roughly, four years, five years. And um, yeah, we are blessed to have her and her family in our lives. And um, over to you. Thank you. All right. So for those who weren't here yesterday, um, I had three friends with me yesterday. Two of them had to leave this morning to go to a wedding. Um, but Jules is still here. Jules is amazing. And we are privileged and honoured to be here on your day of celebration, on your weekend of celebration, extra level celebration. So, um, yes, the Lord for this whole weekend has been speaking on the rain, the fire, and today the wind and breath. So all together it paints the picture. And if you only hear today's, you'll only get a part of the picture. So I really impress on you to listen to the other two parts because it will all come together as one message. Um, I felt just to tell you the two-sentence um, part summary that the Lord said about the whole weekend that I mentioned yesterday. So this is what the Lord said. You will see my fire fall on hearts set apart for me. You will see the wind of my spirit blow. You will see my breath bring dry bones to life. This is the era of resurrection power. You will see my rain fall on barren places and my living water flow. So that's a summary of what I believe your prophetic promise is and what your new chapter of resurrection life looks like. But first I'm going to pray because mostly I need God's wisdom on how to get through this content in a short time frame. <laughs> because when I was sitting down, he said, I've got an impromptu section to add to the message I've given you. And I said, I hope it's not too long. <laughs> I hope the sections you're adding is not too long. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are worthy. You are altogether lovely. You are altogether worthy. Lord, may... 
our very lives speak that. May our very lives express, speak that, display that. Lord, that you are altogether worthy. You are you are holy. You are should you know we are living just to worship you and honor you and give glory to you. May today do that, Lord, in every word that I speak and say. And Lord, may everything else be eliminated. May our hearts and ears be opened to receive your breath of life. Lord, I thank you that you are opening a new chapter of resurrection life in each of our lives and over this place and region. And Lord, we just give this time to you in Jesus' name. So the impromptu section that God said is, um, I'm going to speak, I'm going to give you the words through Mez's painting. So Mez was here yesterday. Uh, She actually painted prophetic art pieces for each of the sessions based on what the Lord showed her. So I'm going to get Jules to read out what Mez says and I'm going to see what God wants to add. All right. So today's one is the green. Yep. It's called Nahash, which is Hebrew for to breathe to be breathed upon, to be revived and life-giving. She says, This painting represents his breath, bringing forth the new, his wind reviving dry bones, prophesying life into his plans and priorities for each individual, church and region. The breath of God brings life. The tree represents all of these areas. In each area, we allow the roots to be sown, either in anger, gossip, unforgiveness, lust or hate. Then then our tree will be lifeless, dead, producing nothing. But as we allow the wind or breath of God to draw us into grace and love, and as the fertilizer of God's goodness takes over, Our roots turn to joy, forgiveness, peace and truth and our tree flourishes, bringing fruit to others, protects and shelters others and the dry bones of our lives, churches and regions come alive in him. She says the colour palette brings a calming peace and a freshness of the spirit and refilling our hearts to endure and be strengthened to bring all glory, honour and praise to his name. When I look at the painting, it causes me to breathe out a sigh, which ministers calm and joy to bring my mind and my body. And I'm reminded of the breath of God. All right, so this is what I feel the Lord say. He is wanting to bring us back to the table of exchange from yesterday before I go and speak on the breath and the wind. So he has an extra element to do with the exchange. So this half of the tree is what he's now focusing on at the table. He's saying, I am using, um, Jules talked about the knife edge, the knife edge of cutting away the 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 small things. That's what he's doing now. He's going, I want to cut away these dead places and these places that are hindering the breath and the life that I want to speak into you. I want to prophesy this into you. 
I want to transform your tree into life, but there are areas that are still there that need to be cut away and need to be surrendered at the table. And even the scripture this morning, the Lord's, you know, where we lay aside every hindrance, the Lord said that's part of this impromptu part of the message. We have to lay aside these things, offence, gossip, anger, whatever it is, whatever thing is causing us to, is hindering the breath. It's like I saw a blockage here. God's breathing it. He wants to breathe it. He's saying, this is your new chapter. I'm trying to open it. I'm trying to breathe life. I'm trying to bring the wind. I'm trying to speak this out. But if you don't release those things, if you hold on to these dead places, I can't do the supernatural transformation of bringing life to your tree. So before I speak out what I feel the Lord gave me to speak, we need to deal with this because the power of the breath is not going to have the magnitude God wants until this impromptu chapter is dealt with. So this is the real place. This is like, this is the what's in there. Even when Jules was speaking last night, I was like, oh, yeah, God, I think I still have a residue of that. I think I still have, like, what is it? What's preventing the full, let's go, God? So we're going to come back to the table. Thank you, God, that you desire to open a chapter of resurrection, power and life. Thank you, God, that you can do it in a moment. Thank you, God, that you can breathe life. You speak it into being and it is. But, Lord, we want to come before you in all humility in all reverence, in all fear of the Lord. Lord, I call in the fear of the Lord in this place. I call in the spirit of repentance. Lord, I ask that you will search our hearts, that you will look for every dry and dead little twig or root of something that has is producing no life. So, Lord, we wait on you to show us the barren places. We thank you that you have invited us back to the table of exchange. And, Lord, we want to surrender. I just see people doing that, see people going, I surrender wounds, I surrender offence. Lord, I surrender envy, I surrender bitterness, I, resent, I surrender resentment, I resent, um, surrender disappointment over the time you've taken to Bring me to the promise. Whatever it is, Lord, I surrender these things that Mez felt. Anger, pride, selfish ambition. These are words that the Lord's relate, dropping into my spirit, but it may be something different for you. That the Lord says, do not move from this place. Do not move from this place until this has been dealt with. I feel some of you are going to go back to this place this week and double check. I see even some of you asking others, can you ask God for me? Can you see if there's something else? Can you see if the Lord's asking me to release anything else? Lord, I thank you that you are shining the light of the light of your word and that your spirit is highlighting what needs to be brought forward. Lord, we surrender it fully.
we surrender those areas. We invite the Holy Spirit to cut away what is lifeless, what is causing debris, what is causing barren places to arise in our lives and in our landscape. And Lord, we want the tree of life. We want the tree of fullness. We want the tree of wholeness. We want the tree of freedom because with life comes liberty. Life and liberty are two sides of the same coin. The Lord is speaking life over your chapter, but at the same time, life comes with liberty. These things are causing chains. Chains can no longer remain, the Lord said. So, Lord, I thank you for the divine exchange. We receive it in faith and we say thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. When the Lord wanted me to talk on the breath and the wind, so both areas he gave me. With the breath, for each area he gave me a scripture. With the breath, he gave me Ezekiel 37, which again is a scripture we know well. Each weekend, the scriptures each time in these sessions are ones we know well. But I actually felt like the Lord say, these scriptures are for you for this season. These are strategy scriptures for you. They're literally like keys, keys for you to unlock what God has for you. I heard the Lord say, this is the era of my breath, for this is the time where the breath of my spirit will bring to life that which you thought was dead. This is the era of resurrection, life and power. Those who spend time in my presence hear my voice and as they speak out the words given on the leading of my spirit, they will see dry bones come to life and an army arise like in the days of Ezekiel. Many of you are in a valley of dry bones and a region of dry bones, but now is the time to see the hour and prophesy as I direct. As you speak and step in faith, you will see my spirit bring to life that which looks impossible and you will know that I, the Lord, brought it into being. Okay, so there's a lot in that paragraph. But the Lord is saying Ezekiel 37 is your strategy and is your promise and is your invitation. Let's read it from verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Only Lord God you know. I feel like many of us are saying that to God. God is saying, look at these barren areas of your life. Look at these promises that look dead. Look at this lifeless part of your dreams. And God's saying, do you think they can live? I feel like I've said to God, Lord, only you know. <laughs> I feel like I've waited too long. I have no idea if that's going to come to life. But Lord is asking you, why do you think he asked that? Why do you think the Lord said, son of man, can these bones live? It's a question of faith. He's saying, can they live? Do you believe they can live? The Lord is asking you the same thing. What does God then say? Verse 4, then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Things can shift on the word of the Lord because his word does not return void. 
We cannot hear the direct command, voice, strategy of God, speak it out and expect anything less than creation and every situation to change on the word of God. Repeatedly, Ezekiel does this, prophesies what he's commanded, but only what he's commanded. You will notice in the scripture it says, the Lord says to these, do, do, say this, prophesy this, speak this. The Lord is giving you this strategy. I believe we're in a year, right now across the earth, we are in a year of people stepping into the greater things of God. Open door after open door, opportunity after opportunity, where there's been dryness, 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 waiting, 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 waiting. There will be suddenlies of God. But in a way, they're not suddenlies because we've waited and we've prayed and we've, like, a, like the rain cloud, we've gone out, we've gone out, we've, we've interceded, we've said, yes, Lord, I believe it's coming. Yes, Lord, I believe it's coming. Yes, I'm standing in expectation. Yes, I'm standing in faith. So the way and the time it happens is sometimes suddenly, but in a way, the rain's not because we believe abundant rain's coming. We can already see and hear it. We already know the wind of God's coming. He's prophesying dry bones to life. But the Lord is highlighting the strategy to hear his word and prophesy life. It is in the spoken. There's something this very month, these months and the year to come, about speaking out life. Speak the open door. Speak the life. Okay, so the Lord went on to say, many have walked through a valley in the last season. Who's walked through a valley? I feel like I've put two hands up. I walked through a valley, a valley of hardship, battle and dryness. I am opening a new chapter of resurrection life. Was it Ezekiel who said, it's all right, I'll just get some clay, I'll just fashion a little, you know, skin? He prophesied and the Lord made it happen. The Lord is going to shift your season. The Lord is going to open your chapter, but he wants you to speak it out. Prophesy it. I am opening a new chapter of resurrection life. I change the seasons. Watch me change your season to one of life, vibrancy and abundance. Look for the unexpected. Be expectant for all I have spoken to unfold. Prophesy in faith and boldness and partner with me to bring forth life to that which looks barren. So I'm sure all of us can think of an area that looks barren. An area that looks barren in your own life, in your family, in your region. Our job is to go to God and say, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to prophesy? Which area are you highlighting that I should speak life into? Which area should I speak the name of Jesus over? Which, what is my strategy? What are the words you're giving to me? The Lord said, I'm closing your last chapter and opening your new one. And that has, had, that has happened. That has happened this weekend. The alignment of the building the alignment of the timing of God, the alignment of the date, 8th of October, new beginning, complete new beginnings. The new chapter has opened for you. I decree it is. There is an overlap of 
both are occurring together, the closing of one and the opening of another. The Lord says, allow my spirit to highlight that which needs to be submitted to me in the closing of the old. This is part of the, this is what this means. What needs to be closed off in the closing of the old? Allow my spirit to breathe life into your dreams. Allow my spirit to fill you with hope for the future and faith for the promises. Sometimes we have to actually ask God for that. If you've been in a dry, 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 dry place, you need people around you to say, can you continue to stand? God is faithful. God's going to bring it to pass. God's going to do it. Remember these other promises he's done for you. Remember his faithfulness here while you wait for this really long one. Remember this. Remember this. We need to stand together. Jules is like, she's probably here. Oh, yeah, Katie's calling me. It's all right. Wait for the promise. <laughs> you need people who do that for you. Allow my spirit to fill you with hope. Many have been crippled by disappointment, hope deferred and weariness. I actually saw a picture of some of you yesterday um, as I was going to bed yesterday and there was like an old man with a, um, what do you call it, like a walking stick, hunched over. The season has been so hard and so dry, it's like you barely can stand. You've been crippled by hope deferred and weariness. But the Spirit of God is here to breathe life into all God spoken. The Lord is saying, prophesy over your area of dry bones, for I will cause breath to enter them that they shall live. So pretty much the Lord is saying, do you believe your dry bones can live? He's asking you that question. It's in his word, but he's personally asking. It's become a rhema word for you. Do you believe they can live? The Lord is inviting you to take up his strategy and spend time asking what needs to be submitted. Spend time asking what needs to be prophesied. The Lord says, this word is not only for individuals but for families in this region. A great battle has been raging against families. I desire to bring resurrection life to the area of youth and families. Amen, God. Let it be, God, according to your word. Speak out to the youth movement. Speak life into families in this region in Jesus' name. That is from God. He's saying speak life, speak life, speak life. Don't allow the sound of the enemy to be greater than your voice rising up to align with the breath of God. Prophesy the rising of a mighty youth movement. This is what God says you are to do. Prophesy the rising of a mighty youth movement that will take my truth, love and power to the lost and bring in a harvest. Prophesy the breaking of chains and the breaking forth of my plans in this region. Prophesy the coming wind of my spirit. Will you do it? This is like the Lord saying to Ezekiel, prophesy this son of man. What does Ezekiel do? He says, okay, God, only you know they can live. I believe you in faith. Let's do it. Before we go into the wind. Watch it down your face. Ah, thank you, God. All right. Let's stand up.
This is the time where the God, Lord is asking you to be bold because there's no longer sitting in the seats. There's no longer like waiting on, it's no longer saying, God, if it's your will to move, hope you do it. Lord is saying, speak out my word on the leading of my spirit and see the dry bones come to life. Do you believe the bones can live? Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you that your breath, your breath is breathing life into dry bones. As collectively we stand together and we say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your breath is moving on every area of dryness, every area of barrenness, every promise that is laying dormant. And, Lord, we speak life into those things in Jesus' name. We speak life and life abundant. We call a raising up of that army of youth. We thank you, God, that you are raising up families, that you are calling them in. We call them out of darkness into light. We call them out of the enemy's hands into light. Lord, we call forth a breaking of every chain, a breaking of every chain that's, that's hindering the promises coming forth, that's hindering the dry bones coming to life in Jesus' name. I feel like the Lord's saying, speak life. He actually wants you now to speak life over your area. You say whatever it is. Thank you, Lord, that this is the era of resurrection power and life. Thank you that you are filling our mouths with your words. You are filling our mouths with your authority to speak life into the dead places in Jesus' name. Come to pass, we will not back down. We will see this family rise. We will see this church rise in truth and in love. And the favor of God shall come in such power and authority. And the dead shall come to life in our families. And dead promises shall come to life. And we will see it. And we will laugh. And we will rejoice. And it shall go forth from this place to the regions of the world. It shall go forth and multiply in the name of Jesus. And we will give him the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. I feel like Jules needs to speak something. Release the fire of the word, Jules. Yeah, Father God, we just thank you that there is life in abundance, Father. You have already sown the seed, so we call in the harvest. We call in the harvest of all that you have sown and all that you have spoken. We decree and we declare that this is a season of liberty, that your people shall walk strong and mighty. They shall be fearless in the face of whatever comes at them. I decree and I declare that they shall stand and they shall not be shaken, that they shall live 
live in joy and victory, that their faith shall move mountains, that their faith shall raise the dead, that their faith shall heal the sick. I decree and I call in the harvest. I decree salvation. Today is the day of your salvation over this region. I call in the peace of God over this region. I thank you, Father, that your heart is for this region. We thank you, God, that your glory shall surround and fill. And, Father, let there be an abundance of harvest, both in the natural, in the finances, in the marriages, in children, Father, in families. I decree life in abundance, and I rebuke and bind every work of the enemy that would hinder your people from walking in the fullness of God. I thank you for it, Lord. Rain heaven, rain, let the rain of heaven fall. So I also feel like God's saying my breath is blowing out things from your chapter. So now I'm just going to thank you, Lord, that you're prophesying life over the chapter. Thank you, Lord, that your hand is reaching down and by your spirit I am going to uproot every part of their chapter that is not of you. Lord, I uproot, I break every chain in Jesus' name. I uproot every lie of the enemy. I uproot accusation. I uproot word curses. I uproot every constraint. I uproot every assignment of the enemy. In Jesus' name, I cancel every entanglement. I uproot it out of your life in Jesus' name. I release the protection of heaven over your chapter. I release the protection and a guard and a favor of heaven. May the glory of God encircle this camp in Jesus' name. Lord, we commit this building, these people, this region into your hands and I call forth the army of heaven to surround them and camp around them, that they would be protected, guarded and guided in Jesus' name. You can sit. So we've talked about the breath, the strategy, the invitation to take up Ezekiel 37 with the breath of God, the wind of God. There's the breath and there's the wind. The scripture the Lord led me to again Super one we all know, Acts 2, 1 to 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. When the day arrived, I am here to mark your day. I am here to deliver the word to you to say, your day is marked. Your chapter is open. Your day has arrived. First part of the sentence. They were all together in one place. The Lord sees your heart of unity, your heart of togetherness. He has been in the process of blowing out what is not of him. Get rid of it. Make it clean. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound even on Friday night, the Lord was talking about this sound, this sound, the song of heaven that heaven's singing over you, the sound of the rain. Do you believe the sound of abundant rain is coming? The sound of the rushing wind. Again, the abundance of rain is not a trickle. The rushing wind is not a... Did you hear it? It's not like... 
Jules, did you hear that? That fucking, it's like, the wind of God is going to come suddenly. It's going to fill this entire house. This house, you're a house of God's people. You're a house. You're a house because you're a family. You're a house. You're a home. The very thing, when I walked in here on Friday night, the Lord said, you've arrived at the hub. The very thing that Tim and I got were connected on the start was a word God gave me about homes. Originally, it was hubs, hubs of harvest and transformation, which ended up progressing to be homes of harvest and habitation. But this idea of a hub, you are a hub, you are a family, you are a, a house of God that is to stand together in unity to see the wind of God blow out what is not part of his plan and blow in what is. I heard the Lord say, my wind will blow on hearts surrendered to me and set apart for my purposes. Jules spoke on that last night, being set apart. My wind blows in areas where my people have prepared the ground in intercession. My wind brings in the harvest. Prepare for my wind. This is a time of preparation. Jules was talking about that. Prepare, get ready. Prepare for the wind. Seek the whole highway of holiness. Return to the ancient paths. Have a heart cry for me to create in you a pure heart and walk with clean hands. That's actually what Mez put on the painting, which we didn't talk. She just put that on. That's what the Lord's saying to you. The Lord is highlighting what preparing the way for the wind looks like. Hearts surrendered to him, ground prepared in intercession. Seek him, seek the walkway of highway of holiness, purity and humility. These sound like easy things, like tick, tick, tick. Yep, humility, wholeness, whatever. Yep, God, yep. I don't think so. I feel like God is coming back to the fine scalpel. He's not saying, it's pretty good. Yeah, seven out of ten is all right. He's saying, actually, I want you to be a light on a hill. The greater your light, the greater your beacon will be to the region. And the greater your light, the more transformed you are into the image of Christ and the more that you radiate his glory. So he's looking for the sharp, 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 the close transformation. He's looking for actually return to the highway of holiness. Return to walking in the fear of God. Return to walking in, God, you are worthy of it all. There's nothing else. Everything is surrendered. Everything, Lord, I lay everything on that table that you prepared for me again today. I lay it all down. I'm sorry that I get offended by those little things. I'm sorry that that triggers me. How do I make that better? The Lord is going to the deep, places to the little places the places we think are little but they are tarnished i've called you to be separated out for my purposes guard your unity of heart and vision for it is from this place that blessing flows that's a promise unity sparks the wind and fans into flame flame minded plans division causes a breach in the wall and allows the enemy access to disrupt, distort and delay. 
what I desire to ignite. So unity brings forth fire, rain and wind. Division brings forth disruption, distortion and delay. Guard your place of unity. The Lord goes on to say, you don't know the hour of my, that my wind will come, but you know the hour of preparation at hand and know how to be found ready. Hunger for more of me and to know me. Hunger for transformation of individuals, families and the regions. Hunger for divine intervention. Hunger for more of my spirit. Burn with love for me. Burn with hearts set on fire for me. Be washed with my word and transformed by the work of my spirit. Lay aside every weight which slows you down, which was the scripture this morning. Study and meditate on my word. Be filled afresh with my spirit. Make room for me and watch me fill your house. This is the very song that um, Tim felt was for this weekend, which is pretty much the last thing that God spoke to me. Make room for me and watch me fill your house. It's a promise. It's like God saying, if you will make room in your heart, in your lives, in your, in your family here, God will fill this, this place. So there's a call to hunger, hunger for him, hunger for transformation, hunger for intervention. There's a call to burn with the love of God. There's a call to allow personal transformation There's a call to lay down every hindrance. There's a call to make room for the Lord. But all of this comes with the promise of dead things turning to life and of the wind filling this place. So really, this whole weekend's been an invitation. This whole weekend's been an invitation to hear the rain Prepare your hearts from a place of surrender and allow the breath of God to breathe life. Partner with God in speaking forth life. So there was a prophecy. I felt like God wanted me to prophesy this over you. I prophesy over you that the wind of God will come like a rushing wind and will fill this house. I prophesy the suddenlies of God will be seen in this place. I prophesy the breath of God is bringing to life the promises and plans of God and an army is rising in this region. I decree the old chapter is closing and the new one is opening. I prophesy the new chapter is one of resurrection life and it has been opened. So I believe God's fire, rain and breath, wind will be seen in this place and that you are all called to release this. You are all called to partner with God in some way, to speak forth life, to um, be prepared through the fire process, to stand for the rain, all these things that we've talked about. The Lord is asking you, to take on his strategy, to spend time in his presence, make space for him and allow him to move with power. So, Lord, we thank you that you have given a promise that your wind will come. 
that we are to prepare for your wind. Lord, I thank you that it is a rushing wind that will leave the place changed. It will be marked. It can't be the same. Just like in the days of Acts, Lord, your your spirit didn't arrive without transformation. Lord, I thank you that it was on the back of being in one place in a unified place of one accord that your wind was released. Lord, I fan into flame the place of unity. Lord, I speak forth a guarding of unity. I thank you that blessing flows from the place of unity. So, Lord, I stand again and prophesy that the wind of your spirit is coming. Lord, we thank you that you are preparing our hearts. We ask that your wind would blow out everything that's not of you, Lord God. Lord, may you blow it out with force. May, Lord, we surrender it. May you blow it out with force, Lord God. But, Lord, I ask that you, we, you will prepare us for your rushing wind. We thank you for the promise and we believe it, Lord. We thank you that your breath has opened the chapter of resurrection life. Lord, we thank you for the resurrection power that will be seen in this place. Lord, we thank you in advance for the testimony after testimony after testimony of life and liberty. Lord, I leave them, I speak forth life and liberty over every person, every family, and I speak it over this region. I uproot death and destruction in the name of Jesus. I decree you have no longer place. I call forth, uproot a seed, every seed of death and destruction, Lord, we uproot. And, Lord, we speak forth life. We speak forth your word. May your word be spoken with power. Lord, I release a boldness over them in Jesus' name. The Lord says receive boldness. Like in the days of Acts, speak forth his word with boldness. Arise with boldness, the Lord says. Speak forth my word with power and with boldness. Do you believe my word has power? Do you believe the word I speak to you has power to bring forth life and change and resurrection and transformation in Jesus' name? He is asking you one last question. Do you believe the dry bones can live? Do you believe my wind is coming? Do you believe the power of my word? Amen.